Oh, did you see that Kevin Smith is going to make a Clerks 3? Yeah, of course. We already talked about it. Yeah. Did we, I, I, yeah, did we talk about it last yeah. week? Maybe. I don't know. I remember talking to it about talking to somebody about it. Oh. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to it. Now you got to see one of them. You I know. know. You I know. actually see the movie. I, I, it was on my mind the other night and then I couldn't, I couldn't find it. So I didn't watch it. What, where did you look? Netflix. It's not on Netflix. Oh, well, that's why. See, that explains it. Why do you always got to make me the bad guy? I'm not making you the bad guy. Hey, this is Alex Sturgeon with the Hobbytown Hobbyplex here for the Hobbyplex show. And uh, with me as always, Will Brinton. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, I am a store manager slash race director for the Hobbytown Hobbyplex. Will is a team associated driver and uh, all around good guy at the Hobbyplex. And we're here to talk about anything that happens pretty much in, our, in small doses. Yeah, pretty much in RC now. And uh, but also, you know, this is a kind of a hobbyplex oriented podcast as it was an intended to be. So as always, this show is brought to you by Pivot Lending Group. You can find them at pivotlending.com. And if you mention our show at either Don Zoller or Aiden Olson's dad, you can get a 0.125 off your interest rate or $500 lender credit. Yeah, just call and ask for Aiden Olson's dad. Yeah, ask for Aiden Olson's dad. What's new? Something I saw, uh, there's new J Concepts tire. Yeah, the, uh, well, it's like an updated... The, Double Updated, D twos. Uh, double D. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't have any time to research it or anything. Like I saw it on my, I was leaving the shop and I was like, oh, that's cool. And I got on my scooter and rode home. And then here we are. So I was thinking about this today because I saw the email. And um, do you think that at some point in, in the future, there will be a kind of a resurgence or a, a need or a want in general? to return to outdoor 10 skill racing. I don't know if the indoor tire game gets anything or gets any worse than yes. Right. That's, that's what I was thinking. I, if, if we can't come up with a tire that you can just buy and put on your car and go play without having to do the grinding or all the voodoo that we have to do to get the stuff to work the way we want it to work. It's not even that it's the quantity of tires. Yeah. It's the, um, you know, it's how long slicks actually last. Yeah. Go fast. It's, uh, all the extra stuff you got to buy. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's like foam tire touring car. Yeah. I know. Right now. Like that's why I'm interested in racing eight scale and outdoor gas truck right now. Cause it's like, it was refreshing. You know I mean? it, it Honestly, yeah. it was kind of refreshing to go to an outdoor track. And just slap on tires and just play with the compound and not have to worry about anything else. Yeah. And let me tell you. Howdy, y'all. And welcome to Tales on the Road with Alex Sturgeon. You know, I want to talk. I want to give everybody kind of a breakdown of what of what happened this weekend with me at, at the uh, Air Capital Throwdown in Wichita at Emory, Emory Park RC in Wichita, Kansas is where Emerson and I went off to. And I want to give the full breakdown on it, but I will, I'll just tell you really quick that one of the nicer things was they, they had ended up putting uh, soap and lime on the track. So they put a combination of like laundry detergent and then, and then lime. Right. And you and I have raced on lime before lots mm-hmm. of it. And I didn't think it was any good at all. I mean, yeah. I, I wish they would have never done that, but it is what it is. It's way long ago, but 
the the amount that they used on this kind of kind of worked in a way. The track itself was quite bumpy, but it's an outdoor track, so I I, I was expecting that. The track itself was a little tighter than what I had thought uh, on the size of the track. Like they used every single inch of the track. Yeah, which which is you know. That's cool because you get a lot of lap times, right? The lap times, I think we were running like 32s and 33 second lap times, right? Yeah. But we ran aqua tires all weekend long and we ran basically the same set of tires on each car the whole, the whole weekend. That's good. And uh, they did, they, the one that we used on, on the nitro car finally sort of it showed some wear at the end of Emerson's 25 minute main. And if we hadn't gotten rained out, I was going to use the exact same tires in the 40 plus a main. And then by the end of mine, you know, who knows, they probably would have been, you know, somewhat bald, but they didn't burn off like, like, uh, like if we were using maybe a blue or a green compound. Yeah. But I can tell you an e-buggy that I was using the, uh, uh, aqua reflexes that we had ran all the way back in May in Thunder Road. And then I tried them up in Foley and then I ran them for two qualifiers and then I slapped on a brand new set of aqua blockers because that's all I had and they're phenomenal. And I was ready for the main. I didn't have to do anything. You just put them on and go. That's good. And so, yeah, I, I think it made me wonder, you know, you've got the, don't you have like, um, from J concepts, you've got sprints, sprinters. Yeah. And then you've got, uh, I think they, I think he makes blockers in two wheel drive and then, and then you've got the double D's and then, you know, so they announced these tires, um, pro has got fugitives made for, made for outdoor. You still got whole shots. From Proline, yeah. I you know it, it would it would be interesting to see if 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 at some point we just sort of get tired of of the tire stuff again and and sort of look for a way to go race outside every once in a while. Although yeah. although not at the Plex, it's not at the Plex. It is what it is. Our track's awesome, and but we've been doing it for so long. We all kind of know what to do to our stuff. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, if you can make a set of tires last for, I want to. I sh, I feel like I should be able to go to any big race, bring two two sets, maybe three, and race. You know. Yeah. And not have to, you know, like it, it's pretty much like nobody breaks in tires anymore because they just grind it. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And um, we're like the exception anymore. We're like old school, mm-hmm. where like for the summer series. I run two or three practice batteries on my car and uh, throw and run my two qualifiers on the same set of tires and then run the main. And they're like, they're, they've been sitting here. They're like slicked off to that, you know, maybe like just barely ghosted in the middle, maybe. And they're perfect, you know? Yeah. There should be like no reason why there should be any reason or there should be no need to really have something beyond that because like, Okay, so like tires are what seventy dollars. Like if you buy tires and wheels across the shelf, and you need like four sets to be competitive at a big race, you know, or maybe five. I mean, yeah, modified and mod. Like if you're grinding the slicks, stock's a lot easier on tires. Is it? I, I think I so. Yeah, way less wheel spin. I I just I just don't want it to go the way a foam tire touring car. You know, yeah, because that's kind of what happened. Like grinding down brand new set of tires, running one time, and they're done. Yeah, and those tires were a lot cheaper. Were they? 
Well, I mean, I, it, thought, I, I thought so. I remember the last foam race I ever did was the 2005 Novak race at trackside. Mm-hmm. And I must've yeah. spent, I must've spent like $250 on foam tires that weekend. Yeah. Cause in order to be fast at all in modified, especially you had to grind them down basically to nothing. And they only lasted one round. Yeah. <laughs> and if you left them any taller, you would flip over everywhere. Yeah. And they, I remember them being $24, $25 a set, a pair. I'm sorry, a pair. Oh, really? So, no, I mean, I guess, either. I guess I that, remember them being $12 a pair. Oh, no, these were, I remember these were Jayco's and I, I was pissed because we didn't bring enough from the Plex. Were they like so, Jayco plaids? Maybe. I don't even remember the compound. I just remember the price and being pissed off that we didn't bring enough tires from the Plex. Yeah. So I had to pay full price, which, you know, I work in a hobby shop. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so well like you know and it's like kind of the same deal if you go there now yeah like the fast guys and uh modified are running uh one run silver slicks yeah you know i mean that's i don't know kind of annoying yeah but i i don't know i mean i i love racing i love i'm still gonna do it but i just i think that for the average dude stuff's getting too expensive yeah and that's what kills it you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, we could have the, what, 10, 15 guys that, you know, might be getting a deal on their stuff racing, but the guys that come without deals and come to race, those are the guys that you need to be racing. Yeah. I don't know. That That's my opinion. That's my soapbox on it. But, yeah. You know, in that aspect, eight scale is cheaper. The initial investment's more, but the... The tires are more expensive, though. Yeah. Tires you think you as many of them? Uh, it depends on the, it depends on if you have the right compound or not. Cause I, I was, I was going down there with greens and blues because, because I had, I had been keeping up on what they were using on their weekly racing. And then I, it just, I just happened to have aqua compound from the last J concepts order I made for regionals. Mm-hmm. And if I wouldn't have had, if I wouldn't have had those compounds, I would have been on greens and blues and I would have gone through probably three sets of tires. Right. But I mean, if you had the compound you knew you needed, you know? Yeah. I don't know. That's just my opinion. I've never liked slicks and off-road. I no. hate slicks and off-road. I mean, we're, we're pretty fortunate that we can run treads. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And be fine and be really fast. And, you know, for all of you guys listening out there, the Hobbyplex doesn't mark up our tires. I mean, we're the same price as a main. Yeah. We're definitely not price gouging anybody on tires. That's for sure. Oh yeah. No, I, I I wouldn't say say that at all. Yeah, but I I was just kind of. I think that's one reason going. why we sell so many. Like like I looked because I I uh, I was begging J Concepts for more gold ellipses for this weekend mm-hmm. for the store for the store to buy, and I'm like, you got to send us something. And uh, I went and looked at how many tires we've sold. We've sold like 80 pairs of gold ellipses since April, mm-hmm. and. That trend, that's a trend that's been going up uh, the last couple of years. I remember four years ago, maybe, I was like, man, why do we even have tires? Nobody buys them from us. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then now I think, I think because, um, A, we got them. You know, we've actually been able to get them. But also, we're the same prices online. And now that, now that like sales tax and stuff is being charged online, you, know, mm-hmm. you might as well just get them, get them from us. Yeah, exactly. 
but yeah, I know I hear what you're saying. I feel that's why I, I like our track. I don't, uh, I don't, I'm, I'm always trying to think of if, if there's anything I can do to the surface to try and make it better. But then I would worry about us going to a tech up, end up being a slick track. And I don't, I don't really want to be a slick track. I don't either. Yeah. I guess we're unique in that aspect. Yeah. You think that'll be a thing if we get awarded the Nats next year? <laughs> I don't know. Like maybe like, cause you know, guys are going to have like, I think you can get away with it in four wheel drive. Mm-hmm. No, you obviously can in four wheel. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't Not that I care. I just, I can just, I can read online, you know, afterwards, like, like, Oh, the only track in America that doesn't run slicks anymore. And they, they choose that one to hold the nuts. Yeah. No, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know. It yeah. doesn't, not that it matters. It really doesn't matter. Right. What else did I see? Team associate has a little, they, they, they are their, their little S SC 28 line or whatever has a yeah. little, it's a, it's a drag racing car. Yeah. The, the, the drag GR racing body. 28 yeah. Or whatever. Dude, speaking of selling stuff, do you know how many of those we sell every year? Oh, like, holy yeah. crap, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, we're always ordering those because we don't want to run out, but it's crazy how many of those we, uh, we sell. Yeah. And they're $54.99 and they have Team Associated's name, at, name on it. So. Mm-hmm. so that came out. So I'm sure we're going to have those. I think that's about it. Is there anything else I'm missing? The Pinto, did you see the Pinto? The Proline Pinto that we, we talked about it last week, but uh, they finally showed the actual pictures of it. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's pretty cool. It, it looks pretty cool. It looks, it's really short looking though, because it doesn't have a fin coming out the back. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. That's really cool. I'll talk about my race. All right. Emerson and I had planned on going to this race uh, since we knew about it, probably way back in April, I think. And so we got the weekend off. And uh, so we went to the Air Capital Throwdown at Emory Park RC in Wichita, Kansas. It's my first time there. Uh, I'd always, I'd been, you know, going to Hutch since I was, you know, 20 years old or whatever. But uh, Hutch is about 30 miles to the northwest of Wichita proper. And so um, I found a hotel. It was the only hotel I could find under $100 that had uh, any good reviews. And, uh, that's always a struggle for me because I used to not give a crap. Like there was this, there, there was this hotel in Chillicothe, Missouri called the starlight and it was like $22 a night. And, and I would, I would stay there because I didn't care. And then I met Gretchen and Gretchen has turned me into a big time hotel snob because when Gretchen, this is why she doesn't like to travel either. But, uh, when Gretchen and I travel, she immediately lifts up all the covers, tears all the covers off the beds and inspects for bugs. I'm not allowed to wear uh, bare feet on the floor anywhere. Mm. And uh, yeah, and it, 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 so it all stems from that. And so now when we go to race or we go anywhere without her, you know, we break a couple of those rules, but I still check the beds. Yeah. Because boy, that would, uh, ooh, that would freak me out. If, uh, if I had a bed, like got bit by bed bugs, mm-hmm. but I also, so what I do now is I use my hotels app and I check the, I check the thing and I look at all the reviews and I try to find a hotel that doesn't have crappy ones 
uh, you know, all over the place. And that for whatever reason, there was a lot of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I found that one. And then, uh, so we stayed there and then, uh, we got to the race like mid afternoon on Friday. Um, they, they had kind of the rule that we do where if you, if you, uh, if you practiced on Friday, you're not allowed to practice on Saturday until a t- certain time. Uh-huh. And they had basically made it. So if you practice on Friday, you couldn't practice at all on Saturday before the race started. So, okay. so I had Emerson bust out the nitro stuff and I basically had him practice on Friday and then, uh, and then I practiced Saturday morning. Like I said, I put aqua compound on both of our cars and, uh, that seemed to be the, the ticket. We were out there on green cosmos for a little while and it just did not, the car did not like it. It, uh, yeah. it was grabbing, it was real greasy. Dude, it was, it was grabbing everything and getting, getting tossed around on an every little bump and rut and stuff like that. And just wasn't a very precise drive. And so I put them on those, uh, those aqua compound blockers and it was really good. Qualifying came around and, uh, with e-buggy, I, I TQ'd the first round and then 40 plus was up before, before the, uh, um, expert. And so I raced that and I was going to finish second, but, uh, I think cool. Uh, Chris Puller was leading and I think he wrecked on like the last lap and I wrecked on the last lap, but my wreck was, was faster. So, um, I ended up TQ in the first round of 40 plus nitro and then Emerson, uh, went out there and I think he qualified fourth really in, uh, in expert. Yeah. And we we're running call points and saw that was a really good first round. And then the second round came and this is where things started to come off the rails. And, uh, so I just want to discuss this for anybody watching this that happened to be there. I just want you to know that the only person that I ever get mad at at these things is either Emerson or me. <laughs> you, yeah. If, if it's Emerson, if yeah. If it's Emerson it's cause he's doing something stupid or he's not doing what he's supposed to. And if it's, if it's, if it's anything else then I'm pissed at myself. So, uh, so the first three laps I was going really fast and e-buggy and I just started crashing and then it just cascaded from there. And I had like one of the worst rounds. It was like, it was like Foley's second round. Remember up there where we, we, yeah. and we just crashed everywhere. It was just like that. And I'm like, not again. Mm-hmm. So then I tried to regroup and the 40 plus race came around and same thing after a couple laps, all of a sudden crashes and I'm just freaking out. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Like I gave both of those races away in my opinion. And, uh, yeah. but Emerson, you know, we swapped bodies. We we're running the same car, the techno, uh, NB 48 uh, 2.0. And, uh, put his body on, he went out there and he got a fifth for the round. Nice. And so the track was definitely getting harder. It was getting, um, a little bit more rutted. It also happened to be extremely hot. So the first round, I I didn't even notice the heat that much, but by the second round, dude, we were all just, it was miserable. Everybody was, yeah, it was so hot. And I think that's one of the reasons why the track got so hard to drive. Cause I mean, it was 102 degrees or something like that Mm -hmm. right in the middle of the day. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm back there and I'm stewing about it and I'm, I'm thinking about that. And then Tony Leatherman came, talk to me. And so I kind of got happy again and, you know, I got to see him. I got to see Cody Jandrakovic was down there. Um, he moved back, I believe to Wichita and, or Hutch and, and, uh, um, he was living in Amarillo, Texas for a while. Of course, John Davies, Jeff Warner, Ken Peterson, his kiddos. Um, I think it was Jace that was down there. You got, um, uh, Mason and Colin, uh, Herrick. They were down there, Keith and his kid, Chris and Mackenzie, 
um, West. They were uh, running the show. Saw some guys I haven't seen in a long time. Alan Van, Steve Schwinn, uh, Coach uh, Townsend. Okay, was down there. I don't know. It was really good. So so I tried to regroup for the final round of qualifying and put those new tires on and put brand new aqua blockers on and took a lap and a half to, 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 to get the edge off of them. That's all it took. And then I went out there and slammed it and, uh, ended up TQing, uh, e-buggy. Nice. And then <laughs> this sucks so bad. So three minutes into the 40 plus race, I was leading and I was, so I was on a, on a I was on a TQ pace. It was two heats, 40 plus. I was on a TQ pace and I came over this jump and shorted it and I crashed. And then all of a sudden I heard a noise and I'm like, no. And I came around to do these jumps that were in front and, and it just stopped. And then it was like, it was like, uh, almost like it was going on its own. So Emerson ran out there and luckily he was wearing boots because that's what he does now. And he yeah, has this thing. Yeah. He put his, uh, he put his boot in there and shut the engine off. Well, the clutch bell had exploded. Oh. So yeah. And, uh, there's no hobby shop down there. And his race was in like three races. And I'm like, uh, oh, this sucks. Like, like I shouldn't even been running the class because I just, you know, I, I was thinking to myself, I just ruined Emerson's race. He's not going to be able to run because we don't have any parts. Well, I got hooked up really quick. There was a couple guys there that had some techno stuff. I think Keith gave me a, gave me a, uh, a clutch bell. And, uh, luckily that's all it was. The spur gear was damaged slightly, but, uh, it ended up working itself out. Like it had a little hitch in it, but after Emerson's race, it was gone. So slapped in. Yeah, it just it just whacked in there. So I ended up putting it all together. Emerson went out and run. I'm like, look, if you can't, if you don't finish, it's fine. Whatever. You still got a four and a five. We'll be in the main. Everything's fine. Well, he went out there and finished fourth for the round. Nice. Yeah. And and I kind of took a big sigh of relief. I was pretty pissed off at myself. And here's why. This is this is what this is why I'm not a nitro person. Okay. Mm -hmm. I am kind of over racing nitro. I have been for a long time. I, I love watching other people do it. Obviously, other people that are better than me at it. Uh, the driving part, I love. The how did I how did I think about this this weekend? I had a really like like I had an internal moment with myself uh, as we were lying in bed waiting for Sunday, and it was that I enjoyed this hobby, lots of this hobby, right? I do a lot of it, but nitro just. There's something about it that I just don't like. And it's the maintenance part of it. Yeah. I just don't like doing it. I love driving. I love changing setups and all that and playing with that sort of thing. I hate, I hate the maintenance part of it. And there's so much maintenance in nitro racing. And I've, I've always sucked at it, you know? So I told Emerson, this is what I've, I've been trying to not instill my disdain for the maintenance part of it on him. I've been trying to get him to do his own maintenance on this stuff. And I told him, I said, look, after every race, what I want you to do is take the engine off. I want you to take clutch bell off. I want you to look at the clutch. I want you to see if it needs any, any work or any new shoes and see if anything's getting hung up. I want you to check the bearings. I want you to do, you know, everything that you're supposed to be doing. Well, between round two and three, we didn't do that. Because he found a fishing pole in the back of my truck and there was a lake and he wanted to go catch fish. Yeah. And I, and I'm sitting there going, well, I'm not going to do his maintenance for him. And so we left it 
And what I think happened was I'm pretty sure that either the front bearing exploded to cause this whole thing or the screw actually backed out. And more than likely, we would have caught it if we had done what we should have done. Yeah. So the lesson here is don't not do maintenance if you're going to raise nitro. Bad stuff happens for no reason, and you just make it worse if you don't do that. So that's, that's how that went down. Yeah. We slept for 12 hours, I think. I think Emerson did. So we got, we got to the hotel like 9.30, and they weren't going to start racing until 9.30 the next day. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know the last time I looked at the clock was 10.30 before I drifted off to sleep, and I didn't wake up until like 9, 8, 9 a.m., so I guess 11 hours. So we slept a long time, dude. I think the heat just took it out of us. Oh, I bet. Uh, so anyways, so to wrap this up, uh, the next day, um, you know, we got, we didn't have to be there right away in the morning cause we were all in the mains. So that's one of the nice things about, about these type of races is if you're not in the lower main, you don't have to get there. Right. And, uh, so we rolled in about 10 o'clock. I got some, I got some video and stuff for a video I'm going to make on the, on the whole thing. And, and Emerson went off to go try to catch fish again. And then, uh, uh, his race. He did actually, he caught a whole bunch of little, there's a whole bunch of little sunfish and, uh, and then he caught a channel cat at the end, Oh wow! a channel catfish. And there was bass in there too. We saw him. We just, we just couldn't catch him. I was telling him, well, why is the bass going to go for your little worm when there's all these little baby sunfish everywhere? Yeah. Also, right. uh, I would not keep any fish out of that lake <laughs> and that it was yeah. pretty, it was pretty gross. I mean, there was trash everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Uh, and to be honest with you, Emerson and I are pretty sure that we spotted at least one or two crackheads at that lake. We're pretty sure. We, we, we didn't want to verify it, but we're pretty sure. So, yeah, but it was still, it was still fun for him. So whatever. Anyways, uh, the nitro main came up and he was first. And, uh, I went over that car, like with a fine tooth comb, just making sure I, I worked on actually that morning when I woke up, I actually worked on the car in the nice air conditioning instead of being out in the heat. Oh, it's nice. Yeah. Got it all prepped and ready to go for the main. And, uh, he started fifth, kind of stayed out of trouble at the end. We were making good pit stops. So I was pitting him every seven minutes and, uh, he had caught up to third place. He was in fourth, had caught up to third place. He crashed in a spot and I hate to blame stuff on Marshall's again, but back at, back at the thunder road race, we had we had electric buggy D main guys as the marshal for this for this B main of nitro buggy. And so there's a whole bunch of guys that had never even been in a nitro race before that were clearly scared of the nitro car, right? They didn't know how to mm-hmm. grab it. You know, they were worried about getting their hands caught or whatever. And the one guy wasn't, you know, we had the flame out issue there because the guy had his back turned to it and was he was just aloof of what was going on, right? And then when he did finally grab it, we put it down, Lemerson's car flamed out. Yeah. Um, we didn't really have that problem up in Foley for the most part. No. Just marshalling was just thin up there. That's all. It was a big, big, big track. And, you know, there, clear, there definitely wasn't enough marshals to go around. It's just the way it was. Yeah. It was a lighter turnout. Yeah. Uh, this race, though, had quite a few kid marshals out there. And, you know, I have a standing rule at the Plex that if we race eight scale, Unless, unless it's somebody that I trust, like, like when Emerson was 10 years old, 
you know, I, I could trust you to grab the wing or the tires. Or yeah. Something I trusted the pipe. I trusted him to go out there and be able to flip a nitro car over. It wasn't, I didn't feel uncomfortable with that, but if I'm unfamiliar with you or you're a volunteer and you're, and you're a kid, I'm not, I'm going to, Nope, you're out of there. Nope. We'll find somebody. We need to find an adult. So there was a lot of kid marshals. Well, anyways, uh, Summerson crashed. He's upside down. He's worried about his engine. So he's doing a little pump, you know, pump wheel thing. Well, this kid raises her hands. Like, I'm not going to touch it or whatever. And I'm sitting there going, Oh my God, just grab the car. Well, she finally grabs it by the wing and flips it over and it dies. So we had a flame. Mm -hmm. So Jackson was there. Jackson went and ran over and got it, brought the car back to me, fired up right away. He only really lost like 20 seconds because of where he flamed out. It wasn't really that bad. Yeah. Somehow he ended up, he was still in fourth. And so the people behind us must've had a problem too. And then he got gifted because Townsend, I believe his car locked up. That's no good. Yeah. So Emerson inherited third place and then, and then finished. So, you know, that's nitro racing. Honestly, mm -hmm. that's the way it goes. I, if you look yeah. at the results from this race, I think only six out of 10 cars actually finished. It might even be five out of 10. I guess I didn't look that hard, but it might even be five out yeah. of 10, but it went his way this time. I was pretty happy. So he got another third place out of his butt. And then we were all ready for the e-buggy main. And as soon as we went up there, the, the race before us was, I believe, the Sportsman Truggy Nitro main or whatever. And in the last two minutes, it started raining. And then it kept raining. And then it kept raining. And then the sun would shine for a split second. And then it would rain while it was sun shining. And then it kept raining. And then it kept raining. So That's like the biggest tease in the world. Oh, I know. It's terrible. If it would if it would have just rained a little bit, it actually would have been nice. The track would have been nice and wet and but not muddy. Mm -hmm. You know that, that it's just like he watered it, mm -hmm. but instead it just kept raining. So they called it. So I kind of, I was happy that he called it because I did not want to take my e-buggy out there to get all muddy. Yeah. I was going to be, I, I was thinking about, I'm like, what do I, what am I going to do? Am I going to say, uh, nope, you guys are good. Or am I going to go ahead and, and destroy my car? I would destroy my car every time if we're racing, we're racing. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. But it's. So much mud. It's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to get it all cleaned up. I, I like my car being clean. Race carpet. Race carpet then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I got uh so I got TQ and a win out of that. How about that? Nice. Yeah. And then uh and then unfortunately, uh we weren't able to get the 40 plus nitro win in. So I did I ended up qualifying fourth because I did I had a one TQ round, so it helped with all the rest of the qualifying. Yeah. That's why outdoor racing qualifying is so important. That's true. No, that's really true. I was Saturday, man. I was that after that second round, I was thinking to myself, dude, you're going to just, you're going to give this away. You need to, you need to straighten up. Yeah. You're going to be like, give it away, give it away, give, give it, away it away now. now. <laughs> so ended up working out. I'll be making a video out of it. I have a lot of footage to go through. Yeah. When I, when I start, when I start crashing while I'm leading, I'm always like, give it away, give it away, give, give it away, away now. <laughs> because it's going through my head. I have a lot of footage to go through and I'm going to try to craft a story out of it. I don't even know where to begin right now. I'm going to try to do a voiceover one. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm going to try to do it. We'll see. We'll see how it works out. Maybe I won't. I don't know. Sounds interesting. So yeah, so there you go. That was, uh, that was my weekend. Your weekend was camping. Yep. Mention nothing. Was it nice not doing anything for that long period of time? 
yeah, it was pretty pretty cool. Um, I played uh, my new Legend of Zelda Zelda game in the camper while uh, um, my wife and her family went and did stuff, but I didn't want to go hiking, so I didn't bring the proper shoes, you see, and uh, that was my excuse. So I got to play video games, and uh, um, I didn't bring my scooter. Um, I think I only left the campground like twice. Uh, once to go to uh, Walmart, and then again when we had our kind of spent the day at uh, Hill City and um, Keystone. So that's cool. My vacation is coming up. My actual vacation, uh, my second one, is coming up in August, and uh, because Emerson's backed out of this Cheyenne shootout trip. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go either. So I think I'm just going to make it kind of a staycation. Yeah. I was, I was thinking about if it's not incredibly hot out, I was thinking about maybe trying a couple of bike trails that I have never been to before. Like Fort Dodge has a good one. And, uh, uh, right outside of Sioux city, Ponca Hills is another good one mm-hmm. or Ponca state park. I've never yeah. been up there, so I'm gonna. I was thinking about doing that, but other than that, I'm not gonna like go anywhere or do anything. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna have a week of nothing. Yeah. So there is a drag race on that Sunday. Yeah. I'm gonna go do that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Hopefully, I won't suck. Yeah, I don't suck. Can't do that. Yeah. I'm. Uh... I'm currently taking apart my gas truck engine. Really? Just look at it. I just sold mine. Gas truck engine? No, my eight scale engine. Oh, you sold it? Yeah. Which one? The Samurai? Yeah. What are you going to get? I don't know. Uh, we're, we're getting hooked up with uh, Beach RC, Brent Densford, okay. to carry Ultimate stuff. Okay. So I might get one of those. It's also an OS engine, but it's got a different yeah. carb. It's got a different carburetor than the uh, than the Samurai does. Yeah, should just try to get an MX engine. Ugh, I don't want to spend the money on that. Yeah, yeah. I saw Chad Parks was selling one. Yeah, you should have just bought it. Yeah, no, probably too late. Well, I'm excited to see you uh, get your gas truck. Uh, Gas truck thing going for next weekend again. Yeah, uh, Justin Stevie got one. There was a lot of talk about gas truck down there. Oh, really? Yeah. Anybody talk about my truck? Kind of, yeah. Oh, really? What they have to say? Just that they saw the video and they really want one. Yeah. So, Be cool. Be yeah. cool. If we can get a bunch of them. Did you see? Uh, Jason Schald has his has his Adam Drake up on an on four hundred two. Uh uh-uh. uh no, I didn't see it's that. Three hundred fifty bucks. For a Drake edition, Drake edition, a bunch of parts and a, and an engine. You gonna buy it? No, I'm done spending money for a while. Yeah, you should get a uh, um, gas truck conversion kit, nice gas truck. Yeah, maybe next year. Yeah, I again, it's nitro. I'm not a nitro guy. Why? I just I don't like I don't like the work it takes. Oh. I'm, I'm, I like I like the engine and the stuff and I know I don't know I've just I've been doing this for so long I feel like that that I've just I'm I'm starting to turn into that cranky old guy that's just I just like my things that I like and I don't it's like music like I I don't 
I don't really care for the stuff I don't, I don't like. I don't know. That, that's a bad way to explain it. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's more like you get spread so thin, mm. you know? Yeah. Like you probably do so many different genres of RC that it's hard to dedicate a time consumer one like this. Yeah, I could see that. Speaking of that, there was a crawler event Sunday. I'm going I'm to be, I'll be down in Lincoln. You should come out. I got to have a truck for you. Sunday? Sunday. Ooh, Sunday. I that. think it's 10 a.m. Same place, 20, 27th and P. Why are they always after the summer series? That's a good question, but I'm actually, it's ha- I'm happy it is because those are the only Sundays off I get anymore. Oh, okay. Because of the hours. They don't want me to have, you know, 80 hours in one week, so. Yeah. Sorry. Because tomorrow's going to be nothing but track prep for me out in the 105 degree heat. The winner is. So we did have some racing at the Hobbyplex this weekend. So on Friday night, we had uh, three heats. We had one heat of Plex, uh, one heat of stock buggy and a four wheel drive heat. I think that Tom and those guys were out for a weekend of, of practice and racing. So uh, in Plex spec, you had uh, McMullen. And Isabella McMullen, first and second. Uh, Prendergast was there, running third. Chris Kinzer was fourth. And then TJ Williams and then Asher Kinzer. And that was your Plexbeck A main. And then you had in stock buggy. How about, dude, I told you, uh, Diego Quintana. Yeah. Took the win on a Friday night stock buggy. That's pretty cool. That's one of those kids. Remember I was saying... He's another one I remember. That, that we're going to be seeing up there. Josh McMullen, Tanner Anthony, and, uh, and TJ Williams. Looks like TJ. Oh, no, TJ finished like six tenths behind Tanner. So Tanner's another one. He's been getting better and better. They just got to yeah. come out. He's got to come out on a Saturday. Yeah, there's a lot of people that only race on Fridays. Yeah, there is. There really is, which is fine. That's good. I mean, you got to race when you can. But um, then you had four wheel drive mod. Uh, so it looked like uh, you had Tom Rinnernecht, uh, TJ Williams, Logan Prismanis, Andre Pachelko. That's a name I'm not familiar with. So if I killed your name, I'm very sorry. And then Caleb Singh. Caleb's one of the other kids that works upstairs. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So very light turnout for Friday. Um, you know, the turnout thing this time of year, you got vacations, you got the fact that it's hot out. Um, you have like, um, other things to compete with a lot of times, uh, when you're talking to like sports, you know, a lot of kids are involved in stuff and I'm not too worried about a low club racing weekend every once in a while. I just, I just don't, I just don't want it to be a trend. That's when I would start to worry, you know? Um, oh yeah, me too. So, uh, uh, so Saturday we had Riley Filbert running the races for us. Yay. Um, I asked him and was like, is this something you'd be interested in doing? And he was like, yeah, sure. And I know that he knew live time or was familiar with it because of, uh, his, his, his dad owns ultra line in Topeka and they use it. So, um, we had four heats. So we had a 13, five buggy. Slash mod buggy. There was eight cars. So, I mean, it's not like, you know, uh, it was terrible. So, Tom Rinnernecht, um, taking the win in that one. How about TJ Williams leading the 13-5 guys? Corey Tannehill 
was there. And there is this Andre, Andre Pachelko. And then John Haas, Chad Irwin, Alex Vanderbeek. Looks like he broke out. And then Dylan Haas. Yeah, so there was eight cars. It's probably a mix of mod and stock, I'm sure. Uh, mini Truggies, you had John Haas taking the win. Chad Irwin, Irwin was there. Second week in a row for Chad. Um, Diego Quintana and TJ Williams, I'm sure that's a mix of Pro 4 and uh, TJ was probably running his stadium truck. So, um, Stock Buggy, we had six cars. TJ Williams took in the win, taking the win, going much faster than he did on Friday night. Daniel Bender, qualifying second, finishing second on a 14. There's Diego uh, finishing third. Jerry Doherty went down for some for some uh, club racing. And then Andre, once again, uh, fifth. And Dylan Haas was sixth. And then you had modified two-wheel drive, and it was Alex, Tom, and Riley. And that's how they finished. Alex uh, taking the win. Tom Renner next second. Riley Filbert third. It's all right. And then... Believe it or not, there was racing on Sunday. Oh, really? What, what was racing on Sunday? It was the Hobbyplex Summer On-Road Triple Crown. Oh, okay, yeah. And mm-hmm. this was the race number two. So this is round two of three. And you know that because it's called Triple Crown. So you know there's three races. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and that's how that works. Uh, and check this out. There was... 34 entries on Sunday. So Sunday's on-road beat Saturday and Sunday. Or Saturday and Friday. Oh, that's cool. That hasn't happened in a little while. Yeah. No, yeah, no. <laughs> that's good for them, huh? Very good. Yep. It's all right. Well, especially because they haven't been racing on Wednesdays. Like, they have had such light turnouts on Wednesday that they just kind of called it a practice night. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it's just the summer, right? Yeah, it's just summertime. No, I mean, why? Yeah. Carpets. Carpet on road's a winter thing. Yeah, carpet's what you do in the winter. Yeah. Of course, at the Plex, it's all year. Technically, it's all year round. All year round. Around the Plex, yeah. Uh, okay, so USGT. Uh, Mike Clement. Clement. Uh, taking the TQ and win. Ken McKenney was second. Chris Tyler was third. Jason Snodgrass was fourth. Mason Ebner was fifth. And Ben Seedlick was sixth. So there was six USGT cars. That's good. Euro truck. That's all right. Euro truck had Mark Borgatti taking the win. Uh, Tim Ski finishing second. Barry Eveland was third. Clayton Whitmire was fourth. Hey, we have coming a, out of retirement. Yeah, we have a Clayton Whitmire sighting. Uh, Mason Ebner was fifth. Uh, then you had 17.5 12 scale. You had uh, Mike Clement. Taking the TQ and win. Chris Tyler was second. Kobe Krell was third. Jason Schald was fourth. And Will Frericks was fifth. And then Vintage Trans Am. There was, holy crap, there was eight of these guys. Wow. Uh, Tony Cook taking the win. Remember, he's got that really fast vintage car that I always talk about. Yeah. Uh, Jay Hines. Finishing second. Have I ever told the story on here where I sold Jay Hines my triple XS after I smashed it to pieces? No. Oh my God. I got to tell that story. Uh, Olin Hines' kiddo finished third. Mark Ebner is fourth. Jason Snodgrass is fifth. Uh, Snodgrass. Uh, Barry Evelyn was sixth. T- Tom Quinnensley was seventh. And Rick Clement was eighth. Then you had uh, Formula One, which 
I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to race formula one this winter. Oh, I've, I've got a Yokomo, um, uh, formula one in my possession right now. Uh, can you have it? Yeah, you might as well run it. Exactly. Ken McKinney, uh, taking the win. Olin Hines was second. Ben Seedlick was third. Mark Ebner was fourth. Mason Ebner was fifth and Tony Cook was sixth. And then GTE. And I'm pretty sure these are those, um, those four wheel drive lay down shock to Maya cars that are really cool. Hmm, that's cool. Uh, Tim Ski taking the win. Uh, Tom Quinnensley was second. Mark Ender was third. And Barry Evland was fourth. Okay, really quick before pivot. So, uh, long, 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 long time ago. So, uh, the Hobbyplex actually started from the idea for it started from the parking lot racing that used to happen at the Maple Street store. Uh, so the our Hobbyplex, our Hobby Town, I should say, was at um, 132nd and, and Maple. Uh, and on Sundays, uh, most of the businesses were closed, and so they would uh, they would do parking lot racing out there back in the TC3 days, you know, TC3, mm-hmm. TC4s. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, I had a, I was a low C guy, so I had a triple XS, and uh, one of those races, I had. Um, I, I used to live in Hillsboro apartments, which is right up the street from there. Yeah. And, uh, when my wife and I, uh, how do I put this? So basically one of the perks of her job at the time was that she got this apartment like super cheap. So I finally found a roommate, you know, I was so happy. Like, like, uh, I was living on my own for a year Then I met my wife and uh, we moved in together maybe four months after we met into this super amazing brand new apartment. And she only, Gretchen only had me pay a hundred dollars to her a month. <laughs> so it was like the best deal ever. Like it was great. Uh, so I used to work at Baker's and it, Baker's was all the way down on Saddle Creek. So I had to drive from 144th and Maple all the way down to like 42nd and, 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 uh, and Leavenworth. And, uh, a lot of times I would stop by there on Sunday mornings while they were doing the races just to check it out. And, uh, a lot of times somebody would have a car and say, Hey, you want to drive? You want to race? And I'd be like, I got to work. How much do I pay? And then I would race and then I would show up to work like four hours late. <laughs> and I would still not get fired. Yeah. I never understood how that worked. I must've done that like three or four times. Anyways. So I was at this race, with my triple XS and I was winning. I think it was like mod terrain. Jeff Cozine was there. I think he was behind me in second place. And, uh, and all of a sudden my car came to a, to a rolling stop and I'm like, what the heck? And, uh, you know, that was back in, that was 20 something years ago. So I was back in my younger, more aggressive days. Yeah. And, uh, the pulley or something had come apart, obviously maintenance issue, just as always. And so I was mad. And so I took, I took the car and I slammed it as hard as I could on the ground. And then I, I didn't want anybody to see me. I was, I was at least aware that people could see me do this crazy stuff that I used to do. So I went down the hill near the street down there and I just foot stomped this car to death and it was all graphite. It was a completely graphite car, but I had bought the graphite conversion kit for it separately. Right. And so then after that, I picked up the pieces and I put in my box and I finished out the day. And then like that week, I, uh, <laughs> I took all the non graphite parts that I still had and I put the car all back together and then I sold it to Jay Hines for like $120. <laughs> Does he know that that's what happened to it? I don't know. <laughs> if he watches the well, show, he does listening. now, but you know, whatever. So yeah. So I was kind of a douche back then. It's just, you know, 
Yeah, I'll never forget the time you destroyed that 22T and uh, sold it to somebody. Because we were both there. And well, that was when you and I would stay until like midnight. I don't know, five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Like super early. Yeah. Practicing. Remember that? Yeah, I do. And I just stay at your house. And uh, like, I don't know if you hadn't slept. Probably not, but what? I also hated that truck. You could, yeah, you, you were like so. It was so, so mad. inconsistent. You could you could change something on it, it'd be good for like two laps, and all of a sudden, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, you you're so mad. You took one of those, uh, like you know the the boxes we stand on, the wooden heavy boxes. Yeah, and threw it off the driver's stand and hit that. <laughs> I, I'm like, <laughs> like you know that meme, like the puppet, like when you see somebody in traffic, it's just like. <laughs> You know? <laughs> and, and, and I, then I started like laughing. I was like, man, I'm just impressed you hit it. <laughs> but it, like folded the chassis in half and uh, then you put a new chassis on it and sold it. Yeah. <laughs> it's somebody. <laughs> that was Luis. I'm pretty sure I sold it to Luis Valles. Yeah. Louis Valles. Yeah, Louis, Louis, not Luis. Uh, that's Martinez. Um, Louis, Louis Vias. Louis. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he, he knew that I, I told him, I told yeah. him what I did and he's, he's yeah. like, yeah, that's fine. Cause I was selling it super cheap too. Yeah. He's like, he, he texts you. Like, <laughs> I want my, I want my $90 back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like 10 years later. <laughs> uh, okay. We're going to take a pivot break, but first, uh, Jason Haley just gave us a 99 cent super chat. He wants to know, will, 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 will Brinson also race F1 if, uh, will, will race F1 if you, if I do it also? No, nah, no, I've no, I've no desire to race that. See class. his, his on-road is like my nitro. I love on-road. Um, I just think it's too slow. Hmm. I just think on roads too too slow for like I don't know the stuff that we do around here. And it's fine, but that and associate doesn't make an on road car. No, so that's true. Anymore. Yeah, that's and, true. Uh, you when missed, they did. You missed you know, your window. It was pretty much. Yeah, when they did, it was pretty much just like. Uh, oh, what am I thinking here? It was pretty much just outdoor asphalt racing. Yeah, but it was also a. a, a, a I remember Bob Stelflu talking about it. He was like, he was like, this is going to be, this is easy for us to make. We already have the pod for the March 12 scale. Why don't we just do the chassis? Mm-hmm. Cause that's all yeah. it really was. It was just an extension of their 12 scale almost. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, if associated still made one or I could probably find one, but it's just like the, the thing that burns me out on on road is, you know, you show up for a winter series club race to race 12 scale and guys have two cars. Like they have a low grip car and a high grip car. Yeah, but I don't I don't think that's a I think that's just them. Like yeah, I know maybe. I know which I know which guys you're talking about and and I just think I just think it's that's that's just what they want to do. Yeah. I've I've seriously contemplated just buying a twelve scale just because and just going down there and destroying everybody like I always do. And, and I'm not saying, been, I'm not saying that that would happen, but I'm saying that, mm-hmm. that I would put a pretty good effort into making that happen. Yeah. And it's like, you can't make up any time on horsepower, like just by, 
being able to pull harder, you know, like you have to be really smooth and it, I don't know. It's just not me anymore. Yeah. I like, I've never been that super smooth driver. The F1 thing to me is, is challenging because it's on rubber tires and the cars are so skinny. I just, I've always thought that that would be cool if you can get the car to, to work. That's, that was the hard yeah. part. The last time I raced F1, I was racing a Tamiya car and for whatever reason, that car did not like racing on carpet. That thing didn't like it like existence. No, it would like all those F1 cars back then just hated life. Like they just tried to like destroy themselves into a wall or something. Yeah. Yeah. It was tough. (laughs) They hated life that existence that much. Like we should not exist. Just go straight into a pipe. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's why I think, um, having something like a Yokomo or an F or a, or a, um, or Roche, you know, or or an X-ray, something like that. Oh my gosh. I bet you, I bet you it'd be pretty fun. The cars look like they grip pretty good now. Yeah. I just prefer, like, if I wanted, if I was going to race on road, like, I would rather race, like, I don't know, 10 five touring car or something like that. Yeah. But yeah. You see, like, I, I remember when we ran that TAO5 stuff, like the, the Tamiya series or whatever, uh, like, I had a TAO5, I ran it, I ran 17.5, my car was faster than the, the 13.5 cars and they wouldn't let me run that class. But it's like, I, I, I put a 13.5 in my car and it was still, I could still go. I felt like I could still go faster. Right. Like I would, I was like, even when we ran the Enduros, like I would shake, shake down my, uh, 10 scale pan car with a, uh, eight five in it and drive it and not destroy it. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I always would, would have liked to have raced in the time of mod touring car. I, I don't miss that at all. Back then. Now it's probably entirely different. Temp, temp chassis racing was like so easy. Like that, that's what well, made it like yeah, so popular. That's I true. Think. So the first time that I ever raced mod touring car was in Chillicothe, Missouri, like 2003. First time I ever put a mod in a touring car before. And I remember it being so fast. I've never, I had never, at the time I'd never driven anything faster than that before. And I laughed so hard in practice because the car was ridiculously fast. Mm-hmm. And I was legitimately having a good time. Then I started to wear tires out, and then I then that good time went away, and and then and then in mod, I mean, it, when you're boy, you hit stuff and you're just you're done. The race is over. Yeah, yeah, you hit a car pretty quick. To me, USGT is a nice speed for touring car. I really enjoy racing USGT a lot because it's still fast, but it's not. It's not so fast where if you do make a mistake and, and you, you wreck your, your car's not going to be, you know, a pile of parts devoured. Yeah. Plus the bodies look cool. Yeah. I like that part of it. You know, I, ra- I raced uh USGT. I, that was probably because when I raced it, you could still, it was still open timing. Like you could run timing. Yeah. So you, you could have a car that was like, second gear boost in the straightaway and yeah. actually really fast anyway all right we'll go to a pivot break because i'm i need i need my kickstart it's nice and cold and waiting for me all right and then we'll get to the we'll we'll get into the chat and then we'll be done and on here and now a word from our sponsors yeah this is a pivot lending update with david olson and don zoller get some This is David Olson with Pivot Lending Group. Today is May 10th, 2021, and we are excited to talk about our lock and shop program. 
that just launched from Pivot about 60 days ago. This allows you to actually lock your interest rate in on a home that you haven't found yet for a long period of time and a small deposit. So if you are in the market to purchase and you're concerned about the interest rate fluctuation, which you know, we've, we've seen this going up four months ago, uh, we were 50 basis points or half a point lower than where we're at today in the market. Take advantage of this program and we're hoping to offer it for the remainder of this year. If you have any questions on it, please give me a call 402-881-5951 or shoot me a text 402-881-5951. David Olson, NMLS 16099, Don Zoller, NMLS 277589, Pivot Lending, NMLS 109995. We return you now to your regularly scheduled program. Speaking of Vaez, uh, Brian Vaez uh, went off to um, fight a fire in Columbus, Nebraska. You know, he's a volunteer firefighter for Woodbine. Yeah. And I think like a day ago, uh, they got like Columbus sent out a call for help. And he went off to do that. And uh, um, I just saw a, a post from his wife uh, saying that he's back home and safe. That's good. Yeah, those firefighters. I, I'm honestly, I'd probably, I don't know if I could ever see myself doing that. You'd be, you'd be surprised yeah. like what you're capable of. No, that's true. But definitely much respect for those guys. Yeah. So good job, Brian. We're glad you're home yeah. safe. Yeah. Thanks. Now hurry up and get to the track. <laughs> yeah, you got to come to the track now. You, you risked your life to fight a fire. Now you got to race. Yep. Yeah? Uh, another one of my friends is wearing Yoko Ono glasses today for some reason. I think it has something to do with uh, the Olympics. Yeah. Do you know anything about that? No. Oh. I, my, my dad told, told me a funny joke. He was like an extra... It was like during leap year or something. Oh, it wasn't 2020, a leap year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said an extra day in 2020 is like a bonus track on a Yoko Ono album. (laughs) 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 I I thought that was really funny because my dad and I are big Beatles fans. Well, apparently this person does not believe that that Yoko Ono broke up the Beatles. And I'm like, um... Eh, yes and no. They're already pretty getting apart. Yeah, that's true. Anyways, it's another podcast altogether. Um, what else? Uh, Oh, did you see that Kevin Smith is going to make a clerks three? Yeah, of course. We already talked about it. Yeah. Did we, did we talk about it last week? Maybe. I don't know. I remember talking to it about talking to somebody about it. Oh yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Now you got to see one of them. I know. I know. Actually see the movie. I, I, it was on my mind the other night and then I couldn't, I couldn't find it. So I didn't watch it. What, where'd you look? Netflix. It's not on Netflix. Oh, well, that's why. See, that explains it. Why do you always got to make me the bad guy? I'm not making you the bad guy. Not at all. I will, I will try to watch it um, at some point. I will, I will, no, I will, try, I, only will do. I will illegally stream it to my, to my computer here and see if I can find it. You'll uh, accidentally download it for free. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Before we get to the comments, here we go. What does is, what is Yoda say? What's, what's Yoda's catchphrase? Like, give it's, me another uh, pickle. Like, that's <laughs> it's, uh, there is no try, only do. I can't do it right now. Hang on, I got to drink something. Mouth is dry. These are all dry. My throat is so dry. 
My throat is dry. Come closer. Hey, pass me a kickstart. Have you actually ever seen Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've only seen the Clone Wars cartoons. <laughs> Dude, uh, speaking of, I located my original VHS, Star Wars and Empire. Really? Yeah, I'm really happy about that because it's the it's the unaltered version. Yeah. Without the <laughs> without the crap in it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Honestly, the the crap in it for for start for New Hope and for Empire are, are it's are not really that noticeable. But it, man, they just destroyed the Return of the Jedi. Just absolutely obliterated it, and it yeah, it pissed me off when I saw it in the theater. I almost walked out. Really? Yeah, I was pretty upset. Yeah, he like grabbed the bellhop by his by his shirt and it's like just Star Wars I want my eight books back you go find George <laughs> Lucas and you're like <laughs> give me back my eight dollars <laughs> there's a so obviously you haven't seen this Clerks the animated series no there's this episode where uh, Randall is uh, I can't even remember why oh Jay slips on uh, soda at the quick shop and he sues uh the quick shop. Randall gets to bring as many witnesses to the stand as he wants or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he brings George Lucas to the, <laughs> to the stand. And he's like, like, man, what'd you do with Empire? I want my eight bucks back. So he brings back all like he brings back all these uh, like movie directors. One of them was, uh, I don't know, was uh, what the. Spielberg, bring Spielberg in. I can't remember what he would, maybe it was like Waterworld. I can't remember why he wanted to take Fox back, but I just remember the George. I haven't seen Clerks the Animated Series in a long time, but uh, yeah, it was really funny. So you gotta watch, you gotta watch, it's, it's pure Kevin Smith comedy. I gotta find all that. Have you seen, did you see the Masters of the Universe thing yet? Nah. I, uh, I haven't either, but I've watched some of the reviews and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I gotta watch. I gotta watch the thing for myself to make my own decisions. Hmm. Hmm. Oh yeah. Do you have one? Uh. All right. Let's go through the chat here real fast, and then we'll uh, we'll yeah, be wait, done. Yeah. We go through the chat real quick once. Uh. So Nuthouse, one of our Patreon members, is on here. Yeah. Uh, John Haas, Michael Root. We already talked about how he asked me about Louis C.K. That's coming up this Thursday. I'll let you guys know next week. Uh. Eli Webb was on here. Steve R.C. Steve Eichler, another. Uh, Patreon member is on here. Yay! Jason Haley, he's been on the chat quite a bit. Uh, another Patreon member. Mike Root says he saw him at the CenturyLink and uh, he was really funny. And then he saw Jim Gaffigan two weeks later. Mm. Gaffigan's another funny guy. Steve RC wants to know if there's no after hours this week. I don't know. I it, The show's at seven. So I can't imagine him doing a two hour set, but I don't know who's going to lead into him either. When I went and saw Chad Daniels, they had one guy warm us up for like five minutes and then it was Chad Daniels. So I might be able to get out of there in time to, to go home and work on stuff. I actually do have a couple of things I want to work on. Um, Michael Root says he'd love to see Gilbert Godfrey. I didn't even know Gilbert Godfrey was still alive. Yeah, he's pretty funny. He is pretty funny. I like him when he does his, the roasts, the Comedy Central roasts. Remember when Affleck fired him? Yeah. He he did that joke like what is it like in Japan the the ocean comes to you or something like yeah. that. It was after oh, like a yeah, big was, tsunami. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 
<laughs> nope. Now I'm canceled. Kick me off the show. John Haas <laughs> says that if uh, if I do get to meet Louis C.K., just don't shake his hand. <laughs> I would. I'd, he like put a rubber glove on and he like remembers snap. it. And, like do the snap. <laughs> yeah. And then shake his hand. And you're like, all right, which hand was it? <laughs> and you shake that hand <laughs> like, like you don't even say why you're like, you're like he's like hi I'm Louie and you're like alright which hand was it <laughs> oh man um, uh, Jason Ailey says J Concepts has new stiff foams don't forget about those yeah I didn't forget do you think do you think they're going to work in our track though I mean we're always trying to make our foam softer I don't think you need them at our track I think that's going to be a high high grip slick tire thing right so like Beach RC um, SDRC, OCRC, uh, Intermountain, where they run slicks there more. See, like right? I was wondering though, if you take them, you get them and you make them softer, like you punch them up, they'll, they'll be like springier, mm. you know, mm-hmm. like they might be better because of that. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't felt one yet. So yeah, that's true. Uh, Steve Eichler, why does the inside dirt track have to be different tires than the outside dirt track? Different type of surface, uh, track temperature, um, you know, the, it's like. On the, well, on the outside track, you need, on outdoor tracks, you need a pin to penetrate the soil, whereas the indoor, we're not really penetrating the dirt, right? Yeah, we're, you're more less using the tread to displace the dust or whatever moisture is there. Um, the. I mean, there's times in outdoor you'd run bar tires like we run an indoor, but they're a different compound. I don't think you could run golds outside. I got blue dirt webs. I was I actually took a, a full set with me down there just in case. Like if that track had no dust, dude, it might mm-hmm. it might have worked. Oh, I don't oh, know. Yeah. I don't know how long they would have lasted, but it might have worked. It might have worked. You know, but it was there was a lot of it, well, not really dust. I would call it debris. 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 Riley Filbert uh, says that J Concepts is replacing the R2 compound with Aqua, which I'm, I think I knew about that for a while. You can still get R2 compound, though, with what they have, if you can find it. Uh, Jason Haley wants to know, why not just make a house rule that there is no tire prep? Uh, that won't work. Because you can't enforce it. I'll, I'd get around that so quick. Yeah, I there's <laughs> it's it's a uh, it's a good idea, but in practice, it's it's pretty much unenforceable. That's why we don't do it. You know, I mean, uh, it's just like, all right, everybody, please be honest, right? You know, um, are we going to regionals? No, it's a summer series race. Yeah, I like same, to, but... Same weekend as a summer series race, and I know Will's really bummed out because he wanted to race gas truck. I thought about skipping the summer series to go race gas truck. See? But I don't think I'm going to. Tom Cat, he's on here. Name you haven't seen up in a few different podcasts, so he says, what's up? What's up? Riley says, I'm down for slicks at the Nats. Based on our last nationals we held, I still don't think it'll be slicks. Nope. At least not in two-wheel drive. Like I said, maybe four-wheel drive, I think you can get away with it, but not two-wheel drive. Yeah, God, I hope not. I really hope we don't run slicks. Uh, why not stay at the motel next to the hutch track? <laughs> uh, because um, 
I don't want the plague. Hmm. Yeah. That's a good reason not to stay somewhere. Yeah. Nope. No plague, please. No plague. No, no, uh, no weird diseases. Um, uh, Riley also says that I'm too lazy for the maintenance. You're correct. And, uh, any track change before this weekend? Nope. We've, uh, we've raced summer series, a truck series, a club race, and now a summer series. So no changes. Cause I don't feel like it. It's way too much work. Um, I am going to, uh, I looked at the track actually before I stopped by the Plex to drop off some stuff and I looked at the track and I am going to be doing some maintenance on it tomorrow, but, but no, no track changes. We'll save that for the August round. Uh, Nick Nuthouse says to take Emerson catfishing on the Platte River. That sounds like fun. I, uh, like I said, I got a full week off and I think that's the last week before he goes back to school. So I'll, we'll try to find something fun to do. Chris Hardiston, the, uh, he's, he's into drag racing. He's, he's back here in the chat. He did some, uh, no prep testing with his Tekken setup in the vet on asphalt. Did a, did a timing change. Ran a three flat at 53 miles an hour. Uh, still a ton to go. So I assume that that's a 13.5 car. Oh, yeah. That's pretty fast. Maybe. It's um, pretty fast. Uh, Emerson's, Emerson did a 3.1 one, one time. The rest of them were like really? three. Yeah, the rest of them were like three twos. So, uh, Nick Nuthouse, what nitro engine are you getting to run for the winter series? I don't, I, I haven't made a pure decision yet, but, uh, um, it sounds like we might be starting to carry ultimate uh, engines. We might become a dealer for them in the Midwest. So um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Tack before two uh, says his eyes are getting better again. We'll be back racing. He misses us all. Um, Riley said that the uh, the guy, I can't remember his name now, but uh, he was a Colorado guy that's never been to Plex before. So that's pretty cool. The one, yeah. the, one that, the last name that I was having a hard time. I can't remember his name now. What is that uh, that engine company that used to be Dynamite, or that used to make engines for Dynamite? Is that SH? SH, yeah. Wasn't there a guy running those engines in 40-plus at uh, Silver State and doing well with them? I don't know. I was, I was making the comment as I was leaving. I was like, man, I kind of miss all those free Dynamite engines I used to get. Yeah. Because they ran good for about three gallons. Yeah. And then after that, maybe. Yeah, just in just in time for you to hate nitro racing. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, all right, my engine's warming out, and I'm worn out on this uh, genre of RC. Yep, this is enough for me. Uh, Eichler says our our B six point two tires are coming unglued in some spots. The best way to repair is to move the glue and start over. Uh, I don't think so. You should just be able to spot glue them, right? Yeah, you should be able to. So I'll do that. So. Um, Usually at a summer series race, especially, um, the edges will start coming off and I'll, I'll just re-glue them, wrap a rubber band around those bad boys and, uh, get them back on the rim so they can keep going. I think that's about it. Uh, Jason Haley's oldest boy is a firefighter EMT. Well, I knew that. I didn't know that. I didn't know Jason had any more kids. Oh yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, that's it. Uh, do or do not. There is no try. That's about as good as you're going to get right now for me. 
Um, and then uh, John Haas says his Truggy rebuild for this weekend is almost done. So he's he's doing maintenance. Exciting. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you guys. Once again, this show was brought to you by Pivot Lending Group. You can find them at pivotlending.com. Mention our show. Get 0.125 offer interest rate or $500 lender credit. And uh, make sure you talk to Don Zoller or Aiden Olson's dad. Talk to Aiden Olson's dad too. Yeah. Even if you just want to visit, he likes to visit. Yeah, you should just call, call out of just call for no reason. Just be like, hey, is Aiden Olson's dad there? <laughs> okay, I think that's it. That's uh, that's Will Brinton. I'm Alex Sturgeon. And this was yet another Hobbyplex show podcast. I've got I've got some stuff in the works for uh, for Patreon. Ooh. Nothing's ironed out yet. I have some ideas and uh, I want to make uh, some exclusive Patreon content, at least for like a time period. So we're working on that. So if you guys uh, aren't a member yet, you know, we don't really care. It's, I didn't put any tiers or anything. You can choose how much you, uh, you want to pay, but it's one way to get uh, your support for the show. There's some other exciting stuff that I got in the pike too, that, but I, I can't talk about it right now. Yeah, um, that's oh, all right. I did want to talk about one thing. Uh, Tiny Tuesdays. Tiny Tuesdays. So starting in October. Tiny oh, I t- thought that was like your new restaurant. No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all, the, all the little hamburgers are like like quarter yeah. size. Yeah. <laughs> Tiny Tuesdays. <laughs> uh, but Tiny Tuesdays, it's going to be, uh, uh, that's where we're going to put our mini T, mini B, uh, Latrax four-wheel drive uh, racing and crawling. Cause I'm going to make a SCX 24 crawling course. So it's going to be great. Sounds interesting. Yeah. It's going to be fun. So keep that in mind for this, uh, this winter, something fun to do on a Tuesday. You know what I really want to do? What? Uh, an R- RC track. So you know how, uh, Nintendo has those FPV Mario karts. Yeah. Like I thought that would be neat to set up a course at like hobby town. Oh yeah. So, somewhere like, the Lincoln store, like they have the RCP track. I saw somebody do it. Mm-hmm. It looked like it was at a hobby town. Yeah. I saw a video of it and I was like, that looks really cool. I could see that. Like that would I, be I'd be into that yeah. too. I don't know. It's like something's got to give. I can't just keep coming up with ideas, you know. Just make sure you write them all down. Yeah. But I, I think it'd be really, really neat to do, like have an organized Mario Kart night. That would be fun. Like you could do. Depending on how many people you had, you could do like bracket stuff, Ooh, yeah, and then come right. up with the main. That'd be sweet. Would that be neat? That would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. We'll have to figure it out. All right, I'll see you guys. Yep. See you later. Bye.